How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? CuriosityStream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, give the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com gift. Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Get the latest TV news direct from thecustardtv.com. And now, it's time to talk telly with the best TV trio since Anton Deck dished Bruce. It's time for Luke, for Luke Gary, Gary, and Matt, and Matt with the Custard TV Podcast. Let's go! The intro's wrong again. It's two people on the podcast today, but it's two of your favourites. <laughs> Do you know what this podcast has become a bit like play What's days? That? You know when you never knew, you never knew where. What? What? Stop! Yeah, you never knew who was going to be on it or what. Stop! That's what we are. Uh, it's the Custard TV podcast. The podcast um, completely from the CustardTV.com. Also available on iTunes and Spreaker as well. So not completely on the Custard TV. No, no, no. Lots of ways. Lots of ways. Yeah, lots of ways. Got our finger in many pies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> many podcast pies. <laughs> uh, I'm Luke, editor of thecustardtv.com, joined as always by Matt. I'm Matt. always here for some reason. You're always yeah. here. I think one day you should do what, one on your own. What was the Thursday stuff? Was it Was it Peggy Patch or something like that? Or the one I the... don't think I was... I think, you know, if I was ever in off school, I was not watching Play Days. Well, what were you watching? I was much more a rich and Judy man. <laughs> what, at like seven? Um, still am now, actually. I think it's, They're not on It's the big map. I know, but that, I have to live with that. It's just <laughs> something I'm still capable of. You just with. go around to their house and peer into their window? Yeah, well, that's what I used to do anyway. I didn't mean I watched them on the telly. Okay. I meant when I was ill, I'd always skive <laughs> off and go around there. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um... What we do is we talk about um, the latest TV news, reviews and previews on this podcast and give our opinions on each one. Um, no Gary this week, he is unavailable. He's writing this year's Eurovision entry, isn't he? Next year. Well, no, well, no what he's doing is we are renegotiating his, po- his uh, podcast contract. Yeah. I mean, mine and yours went through fine. Mm. Uh, we're struggling to find I the... He might be replaced Mar- by uh, Mel B or someone. Yeah, well, we're struggling to find the House of Marshmallows that he <laughs> specifically requested on his uh, podcast. He wants, he, wa- he wants just uh, blue skittles in his dressing room and uh, yeah, just uh, he wants to do the podcast in front of a blue screen and it, uh, and then and a keg of Vimto he wants, doesn't he, or something? Yeah. So it there's the, once we've procured those few items, we hope Gary will return. Gillian Anderson's phone he's, number. He's gone very Jennifer Lopez on us at the moment, so... Uh, Is it Nick as well, Gillian Anderson's phone number? Oh yes, that's that's crucial. Yeah. 
One day we'll find that and just give it out. I, well, I, I did have the opportunity, really. <laughs> Uh, if you want to get in touch with Matt and I on Twitter, uh, you can do. I'm at Luke Custard TV, and I'm at Matt's TV Bites. With a crazy with amount. Crazy. Of Should we do Gary's as well? No, he's if he's going to squabble at, over the house with marshmallows. At the Gary show, there you go. There we go. If you want to see his scary avatar, which he somewhat refuses to change, uh, you can go and find oh, him at, at the I'm Gary. I'm just glad he hasn't changed it to his nipples like he was threatening to last week. There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, news, reviews and previews is what we're all about, and we'll do him in that order. Uh, some s- some surprising recommissioning news. Uh, at the end of last week, beginning of this week, it was announced by the BBC on Twitter that The Voice will be returning for a third series. Uh, we'll just do our responses to this in one word, so I'll go first. Mm. Yeah. Matt? <laughs> Okay, uh, but yes, same word back really, you, different sort of uh, inflection. Yeah, different <laughs> emphasis. Uh, you can apply if you want to be on The Voice and not be known for the rest of your life. Apply online now at the <laughs> website for The Voice. In fact, it's very um, topical that we bring this up because the the first Voice winner, Leanne Mitchell, mm, I read that missed out missed out on the top one hundred for her album. Yeah. So that's the power that the, power voice the Voice has, if you will. Um, yeah, but. I know we were just talking before we uh, came on air, but um, do you we think... We do that. That's, that's yeah. the secret of a we good do, podcast yeah. team. Uh, we were saying, do you think a refresh of the of the panel is is in order? Of, uh... I think it's definitely in order, mm. but I don't know whether it would say... No, I mean... I, put it this way, there's nobody that I would think I would like to watch on The Voice, because for me, the format is not exciting. I, I don't I like that... The battle rounds last weekend, the last couple of weekends, if you stack the, the level of talent on those performances up against the level of talent on, say, last year's X Factor, I'd say they, they'd win hands down. But it's everything in between that's the problem. That Is Holly Willoughby still doing that thing where she, where she puts words in the not no, Well, there's no sort of... She hasn't really asked them any questions yet. Because they're only doing that was in the three in the live shows, wasn't it? I think they've done better this year. They've they've sort of said. I think one of the problems was that the live shows, you know, there was too many of those. There was too many acts, and they got to the live shows. They're only having twelve this year, and they're cutting them down to you know to eight and then four. Uh, I think they're getting on that right track. But like in in America, they've sort of they're changing up the panel, aren't they? Yeah, they've put in Usher and Shakira. And then they're bringing back CeeLo Green and um, Christina Aguilera and they're sort of, you know... See, I wouldn't like to see Shakira on the British version of The Voice because I've heard that people often mistake her breasts for mountains. Look, you know you've done that gag before. Have I? (laughs) That's a... Well... Here, you can win a prize if you can name the podcast that I mentioned. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I remember the one. It was the the very first one I did. And you did that joke then. I'm going to sit in the corner. <laughs> also, and uh, <laughs> also, we go on. I just meant just about the voice briefly. Again, a flaw in the format. I was talking to a friend of mine about the voice, and he liked he liked it last year. But what he he made a point of is that you know the most talented people might not get through to the final because they have this rigid rule where someone from each team has to get through to the final. So if one team's stronger than another then like the right people aren't getting through and I think that might be as you say there is certain flaws in the format and I think that's probably one of them 
Right, go on. Also coming back, um, the BBC announced Series 2 of The Fall a couple of weeks before the initial first series, which is still doing amazing ratings for mm. BBC 2 on a Monday night ends, but apparently uh, those who have seen it all the way to the end say it was perhaps a bit of a premature thing for them to do, announce Series mm-hmm. 2 so early, because apparently Series 1 ends on a bit of a cliffhanger, which mm. of course we... But I, I got the impression that it was all hinged because Alan Cubitt, the writer at the at the screening, said he'd already come up with an idea for a second series. You know, Gillian Anderson said you know she'd sign up for a second series, and you could just see the joy in the in the face of uh, Ben Stevenson, the commissioner drama guy. Lovely Ben yeah, Stevenson. He was there. Just he was just there in the audience. You know, he wasn't doing any of his sort of introductions or anything. He'd just come to watch it. But he just sort of when someone said, you know, Gillian, would you be up to doing a second one? She said yes, and he just did a little, you know, like a air, like punching the air sort of thing. Because I think that... we've all done that. I did that before the start of the podcast. Okay. Matt. I do that a lot yeah, for but, yeah, Whenever, whenever we talk, yeah. whenever I'm like, I'm going to Skype Matt. It's like <laughs> in the air. Uh, Put your lighters in the air. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't sing anymore. We'll have to pay it. Uh, yeah, probably. I'll just briefly. Shall I just mention while we're talking about the full my thoughts on F three? Because I know you don't watch it. Um, well, hang on. Uh, let me do a bit of a build up to this. Um, Matt's thoughts on episode three of the Fall. Yeah, it was. I I really enjoyed episode two. Episode one, I was sort of near on. But episode three again, I've I realised my problem is that I really like Gillian Anderson, I really like the investigation, but my issue with it is that we're following this serial killer guy, because you haven't got any empathy for him, and a lot of his scenes are all, you know, dialogue free, where he's sort of planning his murders and stuff. I like the idea that you're focusing on a family who've got no idea, you know, that the dad's a serial killer. I think that's a good idea idea but I don't like the fact that we're it's very relatable but we're, but we're spending so much time with him if it was all with the family and I really like the actress who plays the the wife who who was in uh, Hollyoaks uh, who's who named Bronner, Bronner War I want to say her name I'm really glad you said that and I did um, but yeah I, I I like Gillian Anderson as I say it's, it's sort of a drama of two halves at the moment so it'd be interesting to see what this cliffhanger is but I'm still there's still enough there for me to watch it and enjoy it. That was Matt's opinions on the third episode of The Fool. Um, right. Also coming back for a second series. Was hoping for this, but it's nice to have it completely confirmed by the BBC. In the flesh mm. is coming back to BBC One of our for a so bit far. of a longer series. Uh, Bagsy, that interview with Dominic mm. Mitchell yeah, come on. next year, I would hope. Yeah, uh, uh, Matthew, I was just going to say, it's so good as well, seeing as like The Fades, which was another favourite, you know, a, a similar sort of uh, themes and things and, and style, got cancelled, didn't it, even, if it, even though it won the BAFTA. Um, so that I think that's good that In the Flash got it, because it was still a bit up in the air, I think, even though it did really well. You never know, do you, with the BBC? Well, I'm never, I've been doing this for a while now, and I'm never really sure mm. how long to wait before you know. I think... Show. Well, yeah. Because for something like the Bletchley Circle, that was only fairly recently announced that they were doing a full series of that, and that was on in almost September, October last year. But d- and so you, I never really know. Do you think, though, if um, Being Human was still on, In the Flash would come back? Because they haven't got a, you know, they haven't got a, you know, a supernatural show anymore, have they? 
Do you know what I think it would? Because I think it was received in a different light to it in the. Fl- I think in in the flesh carved yeah. out its own. See, that's the reason I I don't think the face came back because they still have being human. That's what that was my theory on that in the first place. But yeah, maybe I don't. Know. So many theories, yeah. so little. Time. Indeed. Um, Matthew Rhys, Matthew Good, and Anna Maxwell Martin to star in a brand new adaptation from the BBC. Death comes to Pemberley. It'll be filmed. Well, there it's going to come to both of them, Matt. That's the sequel. <laughs> uh, Pemberley, you're absolutely right. I apologise. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be filming soon, and we'll be by the BBC One. Pride and Prejudice uh, sequel, I think, written by, I think, P.D. James. They yeah, I'll give you a bit of context. Yeah, there you go. I think it's Matthew Rhys playing Mr. Darcy and Anna Maxwell Martin playing Elizabeth Bennett, I think. Well, I think it makes sense for the male actor yeah. to play Mr. Darcy. That's but it could be Matthew Good playing Mr. Darcy. There's two Matthews. I've not, yeah. The, the, well, perhaps they'll intersperse yeah. them. Two Matthews for the price of one they managed to get there. Unlike you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I get one, the same one every week. Uh, Helen Flanagan, last seen embarrassing herself. Everywhere. Uh, it's going to get um, an ITV2 reality show, which I'm embarrassed to say I probably will peek at. Um, well, she, just to see is it going to be with um, uh, Lily Allen? I just I hope it's not with anyone. No, I hope no. it's just her. Well, I hope it's her no. reenacting the first scenes from the first Saw film. That's what I hope it is. That's what needs to happen. Just I think most men would up. be happy if it was just her sort of standing under that waterfall not saying anything. Um, one of my favourite new TV stars, Dave Fishwick, a.k.a. Dave from Banker Dave, is going to do a new Channel 4 series called Fishwick Out of Water. That's what they've done that, because that's his surname, and Fish Out of Water. Yeah. Is yeah. So, so is it what they've done there, Channel 4, is they've done a very clever play on words. Yeah. Um, give time to this think is that where he's given, like, a pound or something and has to... He's starting from scratch or something, isn't he? Sort of. Yeah, he wants to see if he can build his fortune up again. Yeah. Um, and my guess is he probably yeah. will, because yeah. it's a television series. By the way, while we're just talking briefly about Channel 4, these ads for the upcoming mating season have got to be What's the weirdest... this? Yeah, with the tortoise. They've got to be the weirdest advertising campaign I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know I don't, what it's all about. Is it? Is it like it's a series of like one-off dramas? Is it to do? All... It is, but you wouldn't know yeah. it. You think it was some sort of bizarre inside nature's in giant so... spinner. Everyone's um, in it. Sheridan Smith's in it. There's a lot of people in it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about that when it's on in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, in other news, Caitlin Moran and sister write semi-autobiographical sitcom *Raised by Wolves* for Channel Four. Yeah. I didn't realise until I read this earlier this week that they were actually raised by Wolverhampton. Yeah, it's it's Wolverhampton, isn't it? It's all about a Wolverhampton estate. I mean, it, reading the sort of the press blurb, it does sound to me very similar to uh, Mad Fat Diary. So it'd be interesting to see. My maybe with a few more sort of you know laughs to it. I don't know. And finally, Joan Collins to join the cast. I've actually got a a bit more news, Luke, if if I may. There's just sort of come straight in. Well, let me have a look at the clock. Let me have a look at the clock. You can fit it in. Okay, good. Uh, The news that's come in, uh, this is England. It's uh, 1990 this time. We'll uh, return to screens next year in 2014. Uh, 
I have to say, I haven't liked the previous This Is Young Guns. Alright, I, I love them, so we'll have a fight. I know you do, but I, I don't think, it's not that I haven't liked them, I just haven't been as enamoured with them as, as yourself. Do you, you, you think that if other people are, you know, praising things and then you come to them and you're not wowed as much as other people, that sort of... If, it, it, I think if, if I often find if if people have been praising it before, it's sort of like I would have never predicted the success of the fall having watched no, that first episode. No, really. if someone had come to you first and said, "Oh, this is really good," and then you watch it and get you had that anticipation to it. Well, yes, I suppose, but that happens less and less now because I see things. Yeah, you see things. Well, too. and you do. I see things before, but yeah, in the case of this is England, and I think in some elements the shadow line as well uh, was a bit like yeah. that. I wasn't as enamoured with it as everyone else, uh, but yeah, I think 1990 because I think there's where we can all relate. The music will be brilliant, and it'll just be, it'll just be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. And depressing um, probably because they. All and as I mentioned, in case you missed it, um, Jones Collins to join the cast of Benidorm. <laughs> um, so, um, <laughs> that was seamless. Okay, we've got we've done the news. The news is well and truly out of the way. Can you put that in the news bin? Yeah, I will do, yeah, yeah. Put it in the news bin. So what's to come, I hear you cry. What's to come? Well, don't cry. There's no need to. Uh, the reviews and the previews. And we're going to do them like this. Uh, reviews. Uh, by the way, you can get all our latest opinions on TV at thecustardtv.com. But not specifically on The Voice, which we have we've been, talked about the voice. been covering on the site uh, alone. But we've been talking about it a lot on the podcast. Matt is the only one mm. on this podcast today who has even got the slightest bit of interest in the BBC I, mean, I, I won't TV. drag I won't drag this out because I mean we just talked unlike the actual yes, voice exactly episode. I mean the last one and I will be writing about it a little bit more in my weekly piece on the website so yeah you can check people love it Matt that's give the people what yeah they exactly want. um but yeah it was, oh, it was so long this this last Saturday it was sort of a, a staple together because it was originally meant to be two but they obviously they just don't want they know that they're going to lose to Britain's Got Talent every week now so they're just avoiding them all the time and the fact is i would rather watch two one hour shows than the like two and a bit hour show and this it was blatantly done as well i mean they they didn't even re-edit it into one program there was like halfway through the show the battle round someone said what a way to start the show and i'm like hang on this is like performance seven uh, so but yeah i mean yeah it's it i've i've watched today the the first of the knockout programs again the talent is is good, but everything in between needs work. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with three, and that that's it with the voice. I, I just don't really. Feel, do you know what I think? I think the voice is BBC One's Red or Black. Ooh. They're con they're they're convinced it should work. But then but I mean, you work. really liked it, didn't you, the first time around? The voice. I I liked it up until you and Gary. Yeah. Gary still likes it though. I mean, I'm I'm in the middle because I mean, I I still like some of it. I think though, I don't know how much you can judge it having not watched this well, series at all. Well, let let's put it this way: yeah. if I hadn't, if I was avoiding, it would be impossible to avoid Britain's Got Talent. You could not watch it, but you would still know things about That's it. That's true. I've managed I've managed not to watch The Voice, and if I didn't speak to you, I would know absolutely nothing about it it gets no coverage at all anywhere nobody's talking about it anywhere it is not 
I suppose they need a bigger sort of press machine behind it, don't they? But that's the trickiness of the BBC, yeah, that they yeah. can't be seen. Exactly, exactly. So if the voice was on a, a, a network, say it was on Channel 4, for example, do you think it would be more talked about? Okay. Um, um, moving on to Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, you move on to Britain's Got Talent. Okay. Um, so we started the uh, the semi-finals this week. Uh, we've had so far two semi-final shows, and so far it's it's mainly singing acts that have gotten through. We've had the two opera brothers. We've had the little uh, Asian girl and the. Um, the girl who wrote her own song, Gabs, which uh, Luke was singing a little bit of it earlier on. Were you not? Put your lighters in the air. Yes, exactly. And also uh, the the young uh, comedian Jack that got through. Uh, controversially, uh, Alice Fredenham of both the Voice and Britain's Got Talent didn't make it through to the uh, the even the uh, final three of the voting. Uh, she lost out to the other little singing Irish boys. Uh, so, and I was thinking maybe she'd get brought back in the um, the wild card. But you were saying earlier, Luke, about the uh, the Walliams tweets. Hang on a sec. Um, well, as uh, while Luke's gone. Sorry, done. Finished. Right. right. Yes. What was I? David Walliams yeah. tweets. Yeah. Apparently, he tweeted about Alice Fredman being the only. Contestant to have a bit of a hissy fit and a bit of a tears, um, and a bit of tears. So I doubt she'll be coming back. I sort of didn't watch her performance intently. What was the mistake she made? I mean, I didn't really watch it either because I was I missed Tuesday. I, I was watching Tuesday sort of flashing for forward it because I I missed it. So I was watching it on catch up. Uh, so I I again didn't miss it. But I'm guessing she sort of faltered on a line or something like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I really didn't care for all that much, and I'm glad that I know another singer got through instead of her, but I, I, just, I don't like the fact that there is so many singing acts getting into this final. Well, I think if it's a talent show, and because we have the X Factor and the aforementioned voice, why not say there should be, if, if fair enough singers getting through, we wouldn't mm. have a Susan Boyle and stuff, why not put a cap on how many I would say, like, no singers between maybe the ages of 18 and 35, 40, and like maybe groups are allowed certain sort of styles of groups. Because tonight we've got uh, Luminites, who I think we both really like, the bus. Mm. And I like the Lovable Rogues as well last year, and I can't see either of those doing well on the X Factor. Because on their, in their sort of groups category, they like sort of boy bandy sort of types, don't they? And I don't know yeah. how well. Either of those groups would have really fitted in, so I don't have a problem with sort of groups doing it to an extent. But solo singers like tonight, we've got the the girl, the big girl from Birmingham, and we've got the the builder guy, and then later on in the week we'll have the Irish guy. Although, although the, those three all could have been on either the week. and presumably we've got a leaky as well, and so I don't know. Oh she gets yeah, through. yeah, she got through. And I mean, they sort of, they all could have been on The Voice or, or uh, X Factor. Do you know what I mean? It's that sort of age range of like the... T Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. 
Henson razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash career slash USBP. Teams, the 20s, that are the yeah, ones that it's... would get into the X Factor anyway. And I think they clog up the places that could be taken by, say, an impressionist or a magic act. You know, like we had the other night, the guy the guy with the arrow, he, he did... I found that a bit boring, yeah. though, really. Well, tonight, I reckon... I mean, Stevie Pink's on tonight, the uh, levitation guy, and I, I don't think he'll get through. I do think it'll be between the three singing acts. Cause I think but they... then again, mm-hmm. so... we're saying all this about singers, but it is the public vote. I mean, if the public are voting singers, we, we can't really... Yeah, but it's, it's not, not the, the whole... Vote, it's the it? public... It's the ones that vote, though, isn't it? And it's sort of mainly people who... Who like sing, you know, who like singers. I think I don't. I just, it's just maybe it's my personal thing. And I mean, I like, I like Gabs, and I like um, the little girl, and and the 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 brothers to an extent. And I don't mind all of those getting through because they're, they're sort of different in a way, if you know what I mean. But the ones on tonight's show, I don't feel it as much. And I think maybe maybe there should be a different. Every um, semi-final should only have a certain category of acts. What do you think to that, maybe, as an idea? Well, what, just have all singers on one yeah. night? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a night I'd watch. But you, you know what I mean? If they catch yeah, no, like, eight or nine singing acts, eight or nine, or, like, soloists groups, then, like, dance, and then maybe, like, comedy impressionists, and then, like, just sort of miscellaneous on the last night, and then you'd have a... A more balanced final life. Miscellaneous would be men dancing with Bruce. Yeah. For example. Yeah. Okay. Uh, While well, we're talking about reality shows, Britain's Got Talent, by the way, continues every night this week, Saturday as well, but then takes a bizarre mm. week break. Um, so it's the football, out. isn't it? That's what it is. That's... But also, I was looking through because it may not come across when we talk, but I'm actually a bit of a TV nerd. Oh, yeah. And I was looking, I was looking through, and I was actually looking at last year. And by this time last year, Britain's Got Talent was all done and dusted. Yeah, the final had been on because they pushed it back two weeks earlier because of the Voice starting. They started at the same time as the Voice last year, so everything was pushed forward two weeks. But this is the first year where they've taken a break between the last semi-final and the final. Be- I can't see the benefit. Because, really well, can't. because otherwise it'd be on a Sunday night, wouldn't it? And I don't think that would work. I think it needs to be on a Saturday night. And usually, they've had what it has been though is that they've had two football matches in the last. There's on Saturday night and then on Wednesday night, so that's split it up, hasn't it? And damn football, that's all I can say. Football that should have its own channel. Yeah. Um, we should, we'll sort that out okay. next week. Um, while we're on the subject of reality shows, The Apprentice, in my opinion, is well and truly back in its <laughs> groove. It was moved from Wednesday to Tuesday this week, um, which was good news for it rating-wise, and bad news for Frankie, which uh, last night, moving from Tuesday to Wednesday, had a massive impact. I don't impact know on. if that's just people switching off from Frankie, though, really. 
I like Fergie. Yeah. I'm going to stick I think with you're in the minority, the aren't you, this, this time? Yeah. Uh, am I even in the minority on the podcast? Yeah. Because yeah. Gary hasn't watched an episode. I'm not watching it anymore. Um, oh, you know. I watched the first two, so I'm, I'm doing better than my normal. You're better than most. Yeah. You're, it's higher than your normal yeah. hit rate. Uh, but yeah, The Apprentice is, is, is back on form as far as I'm concerned. Really strong episodes. And again, I said this before, um, the hour just flies by for me. Yeah. It really, really does. Um, I just find it really... It's really funny. It's really enjoyable. I think There's... they've shortened the boardroom scenes a bit this year as well, I think. They've put more on in task this year, I think. And the boardroom's been short by at least five minutes. Than it was like if it. I was producer of that, which is really, when you look at me, there's no reason I oh, couldn't be. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether I would have all this, Sir Alan, we'll see you now, or Lord Sugar, you can go through to the boardroom. Cut that out, just just cut to the next scene, mm. them being in the boardroom. Yeah. We all know what's going We all know, the, we all know the, for- the format. I suppose, yeah, I mean, because they have the discussions, don't they, with Nick and Karen in that first... In- we don't need that either. I like that. I like that. giving Nick and Karen a little bit more time to just talk and get there. Because it is actually true, because when I went to the screening of The Apprentice, he was saying that he doesn't see what going... And he relies on their feedback quite a lot, because he doesn't see what we see. So they they are basically giving him the feedback on what happened. Next week, we will be halfway through the series, and it's just really... Zoom by for Have you me. Got I a potential week. winner? I really don't. I really don't have a potential I like Miles. I, I like Miles. But is he too slick? And maybe. Who else was I thinking? Possibly Neil as well. I know he's a bit. Yeah. I know. Well, Alan Sugar has always surprises me with the men he likes. Yeah. Like that, really. So we'll see. But yeah, The Apprentice returns to its normal slot on Wednesday at 9 on BBC One, and we're really enjoying it. Um, hopefully, getting rid of Z wasn't a mistake because I found him quite an interesting character. Still got Alex, though. Um, yes. Still You're talking nonsense, man. <laughs> Just rubbish. Just rubbish. I love the man to bits. No, I, I I'm from own... Wales, I am. I want to see Alex on the Helen Flanagan reality show. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Um, just nonsense, Helen. <laughs> just yes. up and just like that. Shut up, you silly. Let's just not leave <laughs> it at that. Um, Case Histories is um, doing rather well in my house on a Sunday night. It's 8.30 till 10, Sunday nights, Jason Isaacs. And interestingly, um, I enjoyed this second episode a heck of a lot more than the first. Mm. And it's the first time that they, they've sort of... They've run out of books, basically, and they've had to start doing their oh, own was this Was yeah. this not one of the books, then? I did not know. No, this one wasn't. Well, I've learned something um, new there, Luke. So, ooh, well, I like to educate you occasionally. Oh, yeah. And I, I have to say, it was a really... I mean, I, an hour and a half is quite long hmm. for these, although I, I think it suits them better. Yeah, I mean, they've hours. got a lot of story. There is, like, several... You know, there's, like, three or four stories in one after. It's not just the one investigation is it i mean this one we had the you know the the woman trying to find out if her husband was cheating on her we had the one with the bookie that you know who who's trying to get money off we had the stuff with him and his daughter and then we had the stuff with him and the uh, amanda abington character uh, i just find jason isaacs in this role incredibly likable i just I think jason isaacs himself i mean if you've seen any interviews with him 
he just comes across as a genuinely like enthusiastic person who sort of believes in you know most of the projects he he takes on he it's something that he wants to do you know it's not something he does for the money it's you know the shame the shame about case history is it and I don't if I'm honest I don't know how it's doing in the ratings uh, but I don't see it coming back for a third. I, 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 really it, it, I reckon it is. A, it will rely on the ratings a lot. I think. I mean, I think it suits Sunday nights. And if they haven't got, yeah, it's that sort of cozy traditional Sunday night drama, ninety minutes. Um, but yeah, I I think it might come back if they've got some good. If they've got a good script for it, I'm just having a look now. Um, it's it was three point four seven this week, but it, it that's quite yeah, but it was up against the Britain's Got Talent this week. That's what it said. It lost around one point four million, so it was what five point. It was on a four point eight, almost a five in the in, and this is in the overnights as well. So well, we'll see how it does on the final, on the final three episodes. Yeah. though. I, I I like it, and if you haven't seen it, actually, if you want to see them all again, the DVDs out on Monday. Oh, there you go. Case History Series 2. Uh, also, while we're on crime-related things, Scott and Bailey finished with a double episode oh, last week. Oh, that was good. We have sort of changed, flip-flopped on <laughs> our opinions, not on Scott and Bailey, but on this series yeah. of Scott and Bailey a fair bit. I remember saying a while back how I wasn't a fan of the of the changing timescales. Didn't bother Matt so much. And um, My issue was, issue was that they didn't it. seem to put enough emphasis on the end of the solving each of the crimes there wasn't a sort of definitive moment of like you know yeah they've they've got it it was just like oh yeah it was a lot more soapy mm. this year but I, it was a lot more about the characters that final episode was just amazing though i don't think i mean what did you think of it because we haven't really talked about it. incredible the the my my only issue was with it that I watched it at three o'clock on, on in the afternoon and that was a bad mm-hmm. decision. Should have waited for it to be night time and it'd be dark yeah, and atmospheric. I mean, but it was it, absolutely just absolutely brilliant. And of course, you know you know what the end result is going to be, but the journey is a heck of a lot. The, of a the, well, I didn't know what if she would sort of you know how she would die. You knew she was going to die. But you could have seen her sort of just take the car and drive off the cliff herself or something like that. And I, I just think Amelia Bullmore, <laughs> the show's called Scott and Bailey. For me, it's the Amelia Bullmore show. It really is. I just think... I mean, she hasn't done a lot of acting. I mean, she's written two of the episodes of the series. and she, ha- But she hasn't featured as much on screen as she should have done, I don't think, anyway. I mean, I love, the one- I love her and Pippa Hayward, and I'm glad Pippa Hayward was back in this. I thought that the fact that they centred mainly on the actresses... Obviously, Scott and Bailey ha- fell out, and then uh... I I realised when they reconciled how much I'd not liked them being no. um, against. But I like the fact they, that, like, um, I've forgotten her first name now. Janet was was like, I don't, I I don't think I really knew her at all, and all this, and yeah. I, I I like that. Um, but yeah, it's, that, I... that last episode was excellent, and I just thought. And hopefully, she'll and the buy ratings it. were really poor. I hope, I hope to, I hope, and I pray there really is a series mm. for Scott and Bailey. It's still when it's good, it is unbeatable in my yeah. eyes. It really uh, is because it's it's a it's a clever balance of of humour and crime drama and reality, just brilliantly done. I just hope they've learnt a few things for series four. A, put it on Sunday or Monday nights. That's where it needs to be, and B, 
keep it about the crime mm. to an extent. Oh, yeah, don't the not... first two series, yeah. the first two series had a nice balance mm. between their home life and and their crime, and this series seemed to focus a little bit too much on the crime ele- on the yeah. home life element. And I find myself going off Saran Jones's character a bit. Yeah, they should get rid of. Hopefully, Sean Maguire is gone now. She's gone. He's gone. I made sure. Okay, good. I was there. He left the premises. Should we end? Yeah. Should we end the review section on a bit of a high? I think. Well, are you saying it's hit a lull? What are you saying? Hey. Are you saying it's hit a lull? A lull. Yeah. A lull. A lull. No. Loud. We'll never get that time back, Matt. Go ahead. End it on a high. With the story of now, the uh, the celebration of the awesome compilation album. Now that's what I call music. Uh, yes. It was aired on Monday night, and it, oddly, me and Luke had had several conversations about now what now that's what I call music before this documentary was announced. Um, and I have to say, mm-hmm. uh, as a now nerd, um, it didn't really go as in. No, as I'd no, like no it I would be. agree. It was a bit too much sort of I love the eighties sort of vibe to it. It had a lot of look- people remembering things like. And I mean, it's like the Saturdays looking yeah. on the back of a now from yeah. 2001 going, I remember this being in the charts, of course you do, it's only like nine years ago. Yeah, I, I, I like, yeah, the bit with the Saturdays was like, remember when you had to flip a cassette tape around the other side? And they were like, oh god, oh, that's amazing that you remember. I'm, I mean, I loved all the stuff where you learnt about how, they got, how the pig got on the front cover, about the name, you know, how it, how it all got started and... I loved. I I found it fascinating mm. that Madonna had a whole compilation. Although she is actually on the the new uh, now that's the yeah. yeah I want to know how they went thirty that. years or really something. Understand. So, but yeah, I mean, it was just too many sort of people remembering things. I don't think they needed people like Dom Jolly or Mark Wright to be on it. I think I, I mean people like Pete Waterman. Fair enough. Dermot O'Leary. I think he was on because he does that thing on his show, doesn't he? Um, so. But I, I would have liked a bit more. It sort of just it went from like the creation of it to it, a bit in the nineties, and then sort of. A... It wasn't really the story of yeah. now, was it? Really? No. Because I would have liked to, to know how they get the people they get on yeah. it. And I mean, they only uh, explained that through that little bit about the levelers, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> which was quite. But, the, but I, I, I wanted to know like how much time and effort goes mm-hmm. into each one and. And they well, talk briefly Luke, about the you covers. You should do, do, a, do a documentary about now, because we've, we've done... We will do it. We'll, be... do it. we'll do it for BBC Four, yeah. and it'll be a bit, yeah, more, a bit more culture, now. and then they could do a now at the BBC afterwards. <laughs> That's what I'm Yeah, just like Howard Jones and Terry and Timmy Mallet together. That's what Daphne and Celeste as well on there. Yeah, as I said to you on Twitter, they'll be auditioning for the Series Three. Oh, you I laugh, but it probably will happen. It probably will happen if Cleopatra got there first. Uh, Matt, previews. Hello. Yes, right. Tonight, we haven't got a lot of previews because what I've done, I've only done it up to next Tuesday in anticipation that that might be our next podcast. So this is just... Oh, you're so anticipating. This is just Thursday to um, to Tuesday. We have got... Or Monday, even. So tonight, there are two new sitcoms debuting on uh, digital channels, which are both sort of female-centric. Uh, the first is uh, BBC Four, eight thirty, up the women. This stars uh, and is written by Jessica Hines of Space and Twenty Twelve. Uh, it centres around a craft circle in nineteen ten, 
who decide to become uh, suffragettes. It has got an amazing sort of cast of uh, female comic actresses. There's uh, um, what's her face from Getting On, Vicky Pepperdine, uh, Rebecca Front from The Thick of It, uh, Judy Parfit, Adrian Scarborough. Yeah, Adrian Scarborough from Gavin and Stacey, Judy Parfit, who's most recently been in Call the Midwife, Emma Pearson. I mean, it's such a good, a strong cast, but both of us felt a bit. I mean, you didn't get through the first episode. I really didn't, and I have to say, sometimes you think these things. I mean, it's not the right way, because that's no. a bit cruel to say that. But sometimes you think these things are like parodies mm-hmm. of comedies. It's, how it I mean, it's, it's another laughter track one, isn't it? As well. Yeah, but I don't have a no. problem with a laugh track. I grew I, up with laugh tracks. But I think this felt really mm. peculiar. But I think this has got something on above, like, say, the right way, and, and to an extent vicious, because I feel, I, I feel like the characters are at least sort of well well crafted and well played. Certainly the one played by Rebecca Front and to a lesser extent Vicky Pepperdino. I like both of those characters. But it is just a bit simple. And I mean BBC Four have got a, a good track record with the thick of it and with um getting on, but we've also had like recently the uh, Brian Cox thing, Bob Servant and uh, uh what was that one? Um the rambling one. The Great Out Oh, uh, what was that the called? Great Outdoors. Outdoors. Yeah, with Bruce Jones. I mean, that had a brilliant Bruce cast Jones, as well. Bruce Parkinson and Mark Heat. Yeah. You would think. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just made for comedy gold. Anyway, uh, Rebecca Front will also be starring in... Uh, I don't know if I can say this at uh, five past six in the evening, but... Uh, Go on, Matt. Uh, be a Psycho Bitches, uh, which is a... You, no, actually, Matt, you should have said Psycho Bitches. Oh, okay. That Sorry about that. Uh, this was uh, initially a one-off for the uh, Sky Arts Playhouse Presents uh, thread. They've brought it back as a new uh, uh, five-part series. Sky Arts won uh, nine o'clock for the next five weeks. Basically, Rebecca... I have to say, I haven't seen any of it's this. It's all right. It's a bit sort of more sketchy. It's like Rebecca Front plays a therapist, and there's a lot of uh, comic actresses, uh, and some actors as well, playing uh, different women from history. And it's very sort of, like, quick... There's no sort, you know, it's not long and laboured. They are sort of quick scenes from each interview, uh, you know, intercut together. So it is a lot like a sketch show. And, like, some actresses play uh, various parts. I mean, off the top of my head, I remember um, Catherine Tate was in it, Katie Brand, um, Samantha Spiro. Can you think of anyone else who's in this? Uh, I think Jessica Hines might Jessica be. Jessica Hines might, yeah, I think she is as well. Um... Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this one. I, I, I caught it on... I You know, I didn't originally plan to watch it. I'm talking, you know, the uh, the uh, pilot, I suppose you could call it. Um, but I really I really enjoyed it. And I hopefully this series... It's always when you bring in something to a series that um, it doesn't get as, as good. But, yeah, I just have a look here. Sharon Horgan's also in it. Francis Barber, Mark Gattis... Julia Davis, so you know, top top notch cast there. Uh, moving on, com- this this is a bit of an odd one. I was talking. To- Bizarre. I watched it this morning. You now. We now this is called. Look, this is Les Dawson, an audience with that never was. Did I get that right? You did exactly okay. right. Saturday night at eight thirty, and some people might have seen the adverts for this. Basically. This is an audience with um, Les Dawson, <laughs> but Les Dawson is the hologram. Now, they crafted this together, I believe, from footage that he was going to do in the audience with just before he died. He'd done a rehearsal, am I right? 
I don't know. I don't think it's explained how uh, the footage was uh, together. Well, the Americans obviously did a whole uh, concert with Tupac as a hologram. So obviously, and they, obviously, the gorillas do yeah, it all the time the, as the well. The British, the British uh, Tupac is obviously Lance Dawson. Uh, so, but it's basically in the half, pack. half of the audience with, and then half of like talking heads talking about. So you've got all of his old colleagues. Can the most shocking thing about an audience with that wasn't with with Les Dawson isn't the fact that they've managed to bring this comedy legend back as a hologram. It's how blooming attractive his daughter is. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, he was only eight months when he died. So yeah. Yeah. How old is she in her twenties then? She probably. She, yeah, well, it's the twentieth anniversary of his death, so I'd imagine twenty-one. Uh, okay. Uh, also, uh, we were talked about. I won't dwell on this because Gary mentioned this quite a lot last week. Two-minute warning, Matthew. Okay. Uh, the the Americans uh, at ten o'clock on Saturday night. Basically, uh, a a program about two Russian spies who have been living in America as an American couple. They've got two kids. Uh, they look like the average suburban family, but they're actually Russian spies. I watched it. I enjoyed it little bit long there's some bits in it which is trying to be too much like homeland but overall if you like that sort of american cable drama then you'll probably enjoy it luke probably won't uh and finally i'm not even gonna i have to be completely honest i'm not gonna bother no. um and finally on monday night uh what a load of buzzcocks uh which uh, is on uh bbc2 at 10 is basically look back at never mind the buzzcocks looking at previous years it's basically a clip show Hosted by Alex James. What did Luke quickly views on this? Cause I've still not been able to watch really? the thing work loads for me. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I, it's <laughs> all right. You know, you've seen all the clips before. There's not. It's just it's nostalgia, I suppose, for people who grew up watching Nevermind the Buzzcocks. Anyway, it's the story of Buzzcocks, like the story of now. Yeah, which it isn't really. It's just it's just a clip show. But there you go. Uh, for all the latest TV news, reviews and previews, head over to the website, thecustardtv.com, soon to have a completely fresh look. Oh, uh, you can visit me on Twitter, at LukeCustardTV, or Matt. Is that at Matt's TV Bites. A fresh look. We will be... Yeah, fresh look. It's gonna, I'm just going to wash it. It'll look lovely. Um, uh, very soon as well, we'll know who's Mum Britain's Got Talent, and we may do a podcast all on that on its own. Well, not very see. soon. We'll be back before the 8th of June. Oh, God, yeah. What they did when they missed the back. Soonish. Depending on which order you're listening to these podcasts <laughs> Download this latest <laughs> podcast from iTunes, and uh, check the website, thecastertv.com, for all the latest TV news, reviews, and interviews. Thank you, Matt. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Luke. Bye-bye, everybody. Get the latest TV news direct from thecustardtv.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.